Welcome to the Lancet Respiratory Medicine Podcast. I'm Aaron Van Dorn, speaking to you from the Lancet's New York office. Today on the podcast, I spoke with Professor Palav Shah, a consulting physician at the Royal Brompton Hospital and a professor of respiratory medicine at the Imperial College London, about surgical and endoscopic interventions that reduce lung volume for emphysema. Professor Shah, severe emphysema is a debilitating condition with few treatment options. Can you provide some background for lung volume reduction procedures in the treatment of severe emphysema and what current recommendations are and why you felt a meta-analysis of this area was needed? Severe emphysema is actually a real challenge for us in our clinics. Most of the patients have quite a lot of destruction of the lung tissue and they also lose their elastic recall. So when they breathe out, they don't actually effectively breathe out and their airways collapse leading to air trapping. To compound this, the actual destruction of lung tissue also reduces the gas exchange. The basic problem is our standard treatment for COPD doesn't work in emphysema. The inhalers only have minimal effect and they continue to be really symptomatic. Now, lung volume reduction actually was started by Otto Brantigan back in 1950s. And he got some very promising results, but the mortality was really high, about 20%. And the procedure really took off when Joel Cooper in the US in the 1990s really started to refine the procedure and resect just very damaged bits of lung. And he was getting good results. So there was a big flood of procedures in the US which started to worry people because that led to a high mortality rate. And the net effect of this was there was a big clinical study called the NET study. And unfortunately, the results really were misrepresented. And the end point of all of this was that everyone thought that lung volume reduction surgery either doesn't work or has a too high a price to pay. So that's really the background around lung volume reduction. And there's a lot of controversy about whether lung volume reduction itself causes clinical benefit. And so that's really what drove us to try and develop one additional treatment strategies, but then also to look at all the clinical trials put together to see if there is a genuine beneficial effect and what's the kind of safety profile like? What were the main findings of your systemic review and meta-analysis of surgical and endoscopic interventions that reduce lung volume for emphysema? So what we actually found was that if you genuinely reduce lung volume, you get a corresponding improvement in lung function, their exercise capacity, and also their quality of life per se. And we found that treatments that induce the greatest amount of lung volume reduction have the greatest benefit. So lung volume reduction surgery and also treatment with endobronchial valves uh, seem to be the most beneficial because they cause the greatest volume loss. And in relative terms, endobronchial valves, wherever they're suitable, tend to be a little bit better because uh, the adverse event profile of endobronchial valves is a little bit better than surgery. There was heterogeneity for some of the analysis and a paucity of long-term data. How does this affect the results and interpretation of the data? To some extent, I agree that there, there's a lot of heterogeneity. And the problem with this is because we're looking at clinical studies that have spanned more than two decades. The early surgical trials actually had a lot of variation in the duration of the studies, the study design, the kind of patients they treated, the outcomes, and that's why there's a lot of heterogeneity. But if you look at any individual field, for example, lung volume reduction surgery, endobronchial valves, endobronchial coils, in each individual area, there's actually very little heterogeneity. So I think, and, and all the results point in the same direction. So where you get a reduction in lung volume, you always seem to get an improvement in quality of life, you get an improvement in exercise capacity, and you get an improvement in their lung function. So everything goes in the same direction, which 
makes me believe that these results are very valid. And the next step we did was we really did a, a not quite, but a, a type of meta-regression. And that also showed very consistent results with very high significance that the degree of lung volume reduction corresponded really tightly to the degree of benefit. So I think despite these limitations, I'm actually quite convinced that lung volume reduction makes a huge difference in these patients' emphysema. So for an individual patient, what we like to do is to choose the treatment that induces the greatest amount of lung volume reduction with the least amount of adverse events. What future research is needed in this area? So I think it probably still needs more and more research. There are a couple of big studies going on which may be useful, such as research of randomizing patients to valves or surgery. We need more clinical trials in just all the fields. But probably one of the biggest things that will make a difference is to make sure that all the clinical trials have a good study design, a study design which can be extrapolated over a number of different studies, but also outcome measures which are consistent. So the early surgical trials, in some trials, they had quality of life as an endpoint, and they'd make no measurements of six-minute walk tests. One study would have six-minute walk tests, but no lung function. So what we want is consistency in evaluating the outcomes, consistency in trial design, and then also, obviously, trying to look at the individual therapies in more detail. Is there anything else you'd like our listeners to know? What we'd like to do is really raise awareness that lung volume reduction really makes the difference. So in these desperate patients, you should make every effort to try and evaluate them. But the key thing also is that these patients have to have hyperinflation because unless they're hyperinflated, you're not really going to make a difference in terms of lung volume reduction. So patient selection and all of those issues are really important. And we need to change the negative view that they're still surrounding in a lot of areas that these techniques are harmful. I think we really need to reverse that view. Professor Shaw, thank you for taking the time to speak with us today. Well, it's a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you very much.